This is Friends and Benefits, a podcast hosted by Reward Strategy, and you may have guessed it, they're Friends and Benefits. Stay tuned to find out what's hot, what's not, and what's happening in the world of pay and reward. Hello everyone, and as always, thank you for joining myself, Jade Burke, Deputy Editor of Reward Strategy, for this next instalment of the Friends in Benefits podcast. I'm thrilled to share that Suresh Banazi, People Director at Oaxaca, will be joining me on this episode. Known for serving up its Mexican cuisine, the restaurant chain is also well-versed in offering key benefits its employees can enjoy, which we'll be taking a deep dive into very shortly. But it's fantastic to have you with us today, Suresh. How are you doing? Yeah, really good. Thank you very much, Jade. No, you're welcome. And then in general, how did you come to work in the HR space? What, what made you want a career in this uh, in this world? Well, do you know what, Jade? I never wanted a career in this world and I kind of fell into HR. I come from an operational background. Uh, I, I never knew what I wanted to do. All I knew was that I enjoyed having fun. I enjoyed being with people. I enjoyed doing stuff and be, be, being active. Uh, and so I kind of fell into the restaurant business. And after a few years, moved into the supermarket business, found that quite boring, moved back to the restaurant business and uh, fell into the L&D side of things and uh, really enjoyed it. Loved the fact that I could bring value to people's lives and see people progress. And after that, I swayed to the generalist and the uh, the employee relations side, uh, which put me where, where I am today. So never intentional, but these things happen. Absolutely. It's strange, isn't it, how our course can take us onto different places. So that's that's great to know. And um, in for Oaxaca in general, I guess, how did you end up here? Uh, well, Oaxaca itself, so I've, I've known Mark, who's one of the co-founders uh, since he started the business. We became friends when I was back at Yosushi, and we always stayed in touch. And there came a time some three and a half years ago when I was working at, at Gaucho. And we went through quite a, a, a tough stage with a, a, a new management team, and we actually went into administration at the time going through that buyout process it was time for me to move on and it was a chance phone call with mark actually uh, that made me decide i was going to come to oaxaca and i joined the team quite quickly after that and uh, never looked back really so yeah a chance phone call amazing strange isn't it how these things happen yeah and um at oaxaca how, what does your role entail you know what do you get up to day to day um it's it's all about people i have a nickname here uh, they call me papa smurf <laughs> people Talk to me. I talk to people. Uh, that that's pretty much what I do. But if I went into more detail, it, it, it's everything traditional from a, a people and HR perspective. So, overseeing recruitment, employee relations, learning and development, uh, but also getting very involved in what is quite a small board from a commercial point of view, uh, looking at the growth strategies and uh, uh, making sure that we're innovating and bringing the people with us on a continual basis. So we, we work really closely uh, as, as a board. There's only four of us on the board. So I kind of get involved in everything, but cover everything traditional from an HR perspective as well. Brilliant. And just, I know you mentioned there that you're on the board. Is having HR on the board, is that quite important for you? Is that something you've always wanted to strive to have? Do you mean strive for me to personally have or important in, in the sense of a business? I'd say in the sense of the business, definitely, because I think it's one of those things that, HR getting a seat at that top table has been a little bit difficult in certain, you know, in previous years. So I guess having that opportunity now, how, how important is that? Yeah, I, th- I think it's really important, Jada. Uh, and I, uh, I I know from my experience uh, going back 20 years or so uh, into the supermarket business and, and before that, uh, when HR didn't 
didn't really get to board level. There were reasons for it. Uh, either people thought uh, it wasn't worthy or we weren't doing enough to make a difference. But over the years, the role of HR has evolved so much, especially in our industry. Our industry is people-driven. And I think in any restaurant business, it's imperative that there is um, a board presence in HR at some point in their journey. Maybe not when they're two or three units, but as they grow, they should always be looking for that HR presence on the board. That There's a lot that they can add value to, not, not just around diligence and, and, and the traditional HR stuff, but around communications, around ethics, around values. You, you need a great HR person in there who can work with the rest of the board to make sure that these these things get embedded and so in a short answer really important to me definitely and it's good to get your thoughts on that for sure um, and just going back to your career now I know you mentioned uh, previously that you've worked at Yosushi and Gaucho so how have each of those compared yeah in, t- in terms of the different businesses all very different businesses in terms of cuisine but they they have the same fundamental proposition which is that we want to sell great experiences uh, around food to people and I learned at Yosushi, I was there for eight, nearly nine years, uh, growing that business with, with a great guy, Robin Rowland, uh, who taught me a lot in, in, in those early years of, of, of my career about the value of people uh, uh, and how people drove everything in a business. And I was lucky enough to go on to work with Zev at Gaucho, uh, who had the same thought process around people. And now with Mark Selby uh, at Oaxaca, again, very people driven. And it's no coincidence I've chosen to work with these people. In terms of your question, how do they compare? They're all very, very similar in that their ethos around people is that we are a people-driven business. Obviously, standards are different across restaurants and operational day-to-day running and all of that stuff is different. But fundamentally, they're all very similar in their outlook towards how we treat our people, how we develop our people and the fact that it's people who make our business at the end of the day. Amazing. So it's nice to see that all of these things sort of cross over, you know, no matter where you are sort of thing. Yeah, absolutely. Brilliant. And um, just having a look at Oaxaca's site, there is a real variety of employee benefits uh, that you guys offer. So you, I think you mentioned or, or the website mentions that you offer English lessons and then you have MasterChef competitions as well. So I want to get your thoughts on why it's crucial to offer such a variety that can appeal to a wide workforce. Do you know what? I, I work in this business still. Um, although it's quite high pace and I'm getting old now and I can't keep up all the time because it's it's so diverse and the people in this business are so diverse. You look at the backgrounds, not not only the ethnic backgrounds, but but the uh, uh, the way that people have grown up into our business, uh, and it makes me incredibly proud to work in our business. And and so therefore to keep these people in the business, and these are the guys who the guys and girls who serve our guests, make our food, and and, and drive our business on a day to day basis. We have to offer them great benefits, uh, especially in times uh, in the times that we're in today. Everyone is struggling on recruitment and retention. We, we are not doing too badly, touch wood, because we offer such great benefits and we, and we look after our guys. So, answer to your question, it's so important, and we have to stay on top of our game. With, with benefits, they have to remain competitive. We need to continually benchmark. They need to be relevant as well. It's no good having loads of great benefits and platforms if, if no one ever uses them um, so we're always checking with our teams that we've got the right benefits in place and happy to take on board feedback and change them if, if we need to 
amazing. And I guess you mentioned there in terms of retention and, and things like that, that, you know, it's so important to offer these perks. And at the moment, you know, you've got things like the great resignation and, and people just upping and leaving because they have got more opportunity. So it's so important, isn't it, that you have those things in place? Oh, absolutely. Definitely. And what's your favourite perk that's offered at Oaxaca? Well, I've got two. Okay. The first one is the staff discount that we offer, and we give all of our teams 70% discount with with family and friends. Uh, and that's, you know, not only is it competitive in the industry, but it's so important that our guys get to enjoy our food because we have amazing food and we need them to be proud of what we do and proud to bring their family and friends to our restaurant. Uh, it, 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 it lets them do their job at the end of the day if they're proud, proud of their food. So I think that's a really important perk and certainly one of my favourites. I love taking people to eat at Oaxaca. The other one is actually English lessons that you mentioned earlier, and uh, this is something I brought in a few years back, uh, which I've done in, in Gaucho and Yosushi, actually, because it, it links back to the, the diversity that I talked about. We have fantastic people in this business, uh, many of whom get held back because their English isn't great, so they don't put themselves forward for management positions, for promotion within the team, and that, that's a real crying shame. So opening this up to people and, and giving them that, that confidence that comes along with learning better English opens a whole new world to them. Uh, and I love seeing people coming up through the ranks, having learned better English, who, who, who can then gain that self-confidence and uh, move onwards and upwards through, through their careers. Brilliant. Well, it's really interesting to hear that you are, well, your second favourite there is the, um, the English lessons. I think that's fantastic that you guys offer that. And as a restaurant, has the pandemic encouraged you to tweak or evolve these at all? So for example, with some employees now working remotely, and then I guess with others remaining in your restaurants, of course. We don't have that many employees working remotely, actually. Uh, we have quite a small central support, which is uh, our, our head office. And we, we kind of found, found a good balance of uh, working from home and being in the office or in restaurants. We spend a lot of time in restaurants when, when we need to be working out of sight. But in terms of uh, tweaking and evolving, yeah, we, we, we absolutely revisited all of our benefits before we reopened fully after lockdown. Uh, and there was a real conscious decision there uh, through our learnings to have much more of a focus on, on well-being. Uh, I'm sure we're not alone. Well, I know we're not alone in, in experiencing so many people suffering from anxiety and, and needing support uh, around mental health awareness after the uh, uh, lockdowns that we had uh, yeah we, we really did refocus on well-being uh, a lot of the other benefits have, have, have stayed in place but we're always open to listen to our teams that's the thing uh, and actually they come up with some of the month-to-month stuff that we put in place around competitions and other awards and stuff like that so short answer yes absolutely we, we, we've tweaked but we're, we're not doing too badly at the moment Brilliant. And um, I guess as we're heading into 2022, you know, in just a, just a month's time, what piece of advice would you tell yourself as we approach the new year, considering the uncertainty of the past 18 months, of course? Well, that's the first time someone's reminded me that we're going into 2022. That's quite scary, isn't it? But yeah, piece of advice, don't take anything for granted. The world's a hugely different place. And this is what I've been talking to my managers about. People are different. People behave differently. People think differently. People have different priorities. And we need to keep abreast of what's happening. And from a business point of view, uh, my advice would be keep on communicating with your teams. Whatever happens, if we go into another lockdown, a partial lockdown, uh, or even if we don't, keep communicating with your teams because it was the people who didn't do that and didn't communicate well enough uh, who lost a lot of people through through these lockdowns. So communication is 
so, so important going forward. Just reassuring people, putting their minds at ease uh, because that's what you need to do, right? It's all it's all change and we're changing. You've, you've, you've got to communicate really robustly with, with your teams and keep doing that. A hundred percent. I couldn't agree more, definitely. And I think the last year has definitely demonstrated that as well. So sustainability is a core purpose within Oaxaca, Suresh. Can you tell me why that is so important to the business? It's in our DNA uh, and it's one of the reasons why I joined. And when, when Mark and Tommy, who's our other co-founder, set up Oaxaca, and that was 15 years ago, sustainability and provenance was absolutely the, at the top of their minds. And they've stayed absolutely involved on a day-to-day basis with the business uh, and still are today and so that message comes through loud and clear and uh, I don't know about you but but especially over the last uh, five or so years I, I, I've this has just come to the forefront of the agenda for obvious reasons uh, and we're actually attracting a lot of great people to our business because of the focus that we put on sustainability and we, we even this week uh, I had a whole group of new starters with me and we spent two, three hours talking about sustainability, talking about uh, provenance, talking about the importance of it, uh, explaining the, the what carb, uh, net carbon zero means for youngsters so, so that they all have a really good uh, idea of what it is we're talking about. It, it's it's right up there because it's driven by, uh, by our, our leadership team, especially Mark and Tommy, and it is such an important thing for them to drive, and we're very, very proud of it. That's great to hear. And like you said, it's very topical at the moment, isn't it? With uh, COP26 just happening as well. Yeah, yeah. And are there any new sustainability measures you are planning on introducing in the future or perhaps you're working on? Constant innovation is is really important. Uh, and I, I, I can't put my hands up and, 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 say, uh, and say that there are brand new things that we're put, putting into place. What I can say is that we constantly seek to get better at what we do we support a number of projects as i'm sure you're aware uh, both here uh, and in mexico as well to uh, drive the sustainability agenda but even with our menu changes when we work over half of our menu is now vegetarian and that's for a reason uh, obviously the impact that, that has on, on the environment as well. well we'll we'll keep innovating around those menu changes to uh, to make, make make it better for the environment and to think that people like me, and I was a proper carnivore, I mean, I worked at Goucher, will happily go in and have a, a vegetarian meal because it's such great food. Really pushing that agenda saying we can do stuff differently and, and, and we can do it so that it's it's not so bad for the environment. So, uh, yeah, we will do more things, I'm sure, but I, I can't put my head up at the moment and say that there's anything specific that we're going to do differently. Brilliant. And how would you like to see other HR leaders take charge and I guess make a difference regarding sustainability? And I said earlier, uh, uh, you know, when we were talking about the role of HR and especially HR on the board, uh, HR needs to be the gatekeeper of ethics and values. Uh, and I strongly believe that. And this is where I'd lead, like to see more HR leaders uh, take charge. But also for me, it's not good enough just the HR guys and the HR girls doing it. Uh, it has to be everyone. It has to come from the whole leadership team. It has to be aligned with company values. Again, somewhere where HR can help to embed them. It, it has to come from the top, top because it's not a fad. Uh, it's a business critical area. And I think not only as HR leaders, but as board directors running great businesses, we're in, a, in such a unique position both to influence and and educate these these wonderful people in our teams as well and the the people around us for sure definitely i think that's really really true 
And I just want to switch gears a little bit. I know we focus on sustainability there. So I do want to just get your thoughts on well-being and mental health. So as we head into the new year, I wanted to ask, where do you see well-being policies heading? And I guess what taboos are next to be broken? Okay, two parts of that question. I can't, I can't tell you what taboos are yet to be broken. What, 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 what I can tell you is what our approach needs to be, in, in, in my opinion. I think we need to be more open to change than we ever have been before. We've got a whole new generation of, of, of people out there, uh, both guests and uh, uh, potential employees. Uh, and we need to be aligned with their core beliefs because they've changed. And it's not just things like sustainability that have changed those core beliefs. COVID has had a huge impact on, on that as well. Balance of life is far more important to people. When 20 years ago, 30 years ago, when I first joined this industry, uh, we took on people who worked 60, 70 hours a week, uh, including myself, had the odd weekend off and were really happy. That's, it's not the same anymore. There's very few people who want to do that. People want to live life. People... I've, I've got I've got children. Three of them work in hospitality, and they don't want to work sixty hours a week. They want to work thirty hours a week and uh, enjoy their life at the same time. Because we've all seen through COVID what we've been missing out on, uh, which to me is a good thing. So, in terms of how we need to behave, uh, we, we we need to be absolutely flexible. Uh, we need to listen to these people and, and educate ourselves. And I've been doing this with with my managers who get frustrated. Uh, but I, I explained to them we, we, we need need to be aligned with uh, this new generation to make sure that we're offering them what it is that they want. Uh, otherwise, we're not going to keep attracting great people to, to our industry. Of course, I think that's that's a really important point that you've just made, actually, in terms of attracting and then retaining them as well. And I know you sort of touched on that just now, but are there anything that yourself and Oaxaca are doing to tackle employees' mental health in the business? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I, we, we, we put all of our general managers uh, through mental health training uh, when we came back from lockdown. We, we engaged with the company and went through online mental health training because it was apparent that there were so many of our team members and managers um, uh, who were suffering uh, uh, from anxiety and, and, and potentially mental health issues. And it was important that our managers recognize this and, and sort of signs of it so, so that we could deal with these these individuals the right way and offer them the, the, the relevant support so we put all of those guys through training and that's ongoing training for anyone new at management level who comes into the business and uh, we also trained up uh, three or four of our key uh, field-based people including myself as as mental health first aiders uh, so if and anything needs to be escalated there's a handful of us around who can spend quality time with people and give them the right support that they need. But uh, yeah, absolutely. We, 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 we never even thought about this three years ago. Um, it's so high on the agenda that, that we thought we, we, we had to put it, put it in place and, and it will remain high on the agenda for us. Amazing. And do you think that, I guess, things can be learned from leaders such as yourself from sharing their own experiences in terms of mental health, um, I guess, to actually get employees to open up as well? Yeah, I, 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 I think um, what one of our values is um, be humble, uh, and it, 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 it's a value that uh, I, I have a lot of time for. I have a lot of time for all our values, but uh, being humble means um, uh, being open with people and uh, letting them see that, that you're a person just like them. And actually, in, in answer to your question, I, I do this myself a lot, and I know uh, people in my team and the operations team do this. So I, I have opened up 
to managers, to team members about my own experiences, uh, my own life experience. So some of them linked to um, mental health that uh, I mean, I haven't been in a great state of mind. And it's so important that they that they can empathize with that uh, because they see you as a human being because we, we are all, all just people at the end of the day. And if they can see me as a normal person who suffers from the same uh, uh, anxiety and stress that, that they do and, and, and not just this, this fellow who sits, sits on a board, it, it, it gives a lot of credibility to uh, the whole mental health discussion uh, and makes them far more open to actually opening up and discussing their issues. So huge, huge value in, in doing that. I, I really do believe that. Absolutely. Then just for the new year, I guess, where do you see Oaxaca heading? Onwards and upwards. We've had great reopenings. We're doing some great business. Uh, we, we unfortunately closed a number of restaurants over the pandemic, mostly out of London, where we, we, we couldn't keep those restaurants anymore uh, due to cash flow. But yeah, onwards and upwards, we'll start opening again, both Oaxacas and we have another brand, DF Taco, uh, which is part of our family as well. We're already planning new openings into the new year and uh, where, where, where we should start looking to spread this uh, amazing uh, fresh Mexican food back across the UK. So yeah, absolutely onwards and upwards. Fantastic. I'm pleased to hear that. That's great to hear. And um, something we like to ask all of our interviewees on the podcast is um, what would you be doing if you weren't in the HR profession? Bizarrely, I would be a singer. I've always wanted to be a singer since I was young. I love singing. Uh, I come from a very musical family. Uh, my family are very musical. I, I never got to live that dream, um, apart, apart from in a drunken karaoke bar every now and then. Um, but my oldest daughter uh, uh, has taken on that mantle for me. She's, she's a wonderful singer and it's, and it's her career, but that's absolutely what I always wanted to be. I always had a dream of standing up in front of a big band, um, belting out uh, some good uh, crooning numbers. So maybe one day it will happen. Who knows? Wow, I love that. Well, at, le- at least you can live vicariously for your daughter for now. <laughs> uh, absolutely, yeah. <laughs> Fantastic. Well, that's about all we have time for today, Suresh. Thank you so much for joining me on this latest episode. That's a pleasure. And uh, remember, we'll be back with another Friends in Benefits very soon. In the meantime, don't forget to check out the latest issue of Reward Strategy magazine, Hope is Ahead, as well as other past podcast recordings. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you.